0: What's up, y'all? You know what time it is. Welcome back to the All Artist Studio for another exciting All Artist series. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming a singer, a songwriter, and a producer who was self-taught and a self-starter, beginning her exploration of music production in the summer of 2020. Her music lies within the realm of contemporary R&B, pop, and soul, but draws inspiration from indie rock, hip-hop, and her West African heritage. Artists such as Beyonce, Florence, and The Machine are examples of her influences in music. Hailing from Bristol, UK, the Nigerian Irish singer developed a love for music from an early age, from singing during her mother's chorus practices and doing solo performances at the univer- at university and her hometown, she has developed a unique polarized sound, delicate and sweet, but also powerful and soulful. Timbers can be switched between effortlessly. She also stands as a multi-instrumentalist performing with both piano and guitar. She began her debut with the with her singles, uh, "What Now," the title of her four part single series on longing, love, and loss. Her most recent single, "Pillar Assault," gained a lot of attraction on TikTok, where we found her. listeners. Welcome, Laura Daya. Thank you.
1: Welcome. Thank you.
2: What's going on, Laura? And so it's really great to have you on the show. Um, first thing I want to ask you is, you know, how's Bristol and everything out there? Um, mm-hmm. How you doing? How you feeling?
3: Um, I'm good. Bristol's good. Actually, I'm from Bristol, but I'm not in Bristol at the moment. I live. In oh, London, you're in London. Okay. So that's where I am right now. Yeah, yeah. I moved there recently. Um, kind of to be amidst the R&B scene here because that's where it's thriving. So I was like, oh, I want to be in the center of all of this. Yeah, so sure. I'm in London right now. And yeah things are
2: going good so yeah for starters like you began your journey in music production like really just last year Mm -hmm. and i've already really gained a lot of attention for your quality of your music right and so my really first question is like what motivated you to start exploring production on your own and what was the biggest challenge Mm -hmm. that you faced teaching yourself because i can understand like being self-taught with production um you're Mm -hmm. really experimenting in a lot of ways and really like letting the you know, letting your creative uh, spirit, like kind of lead the way. So uh, tell us about yeah. that process.
3: Um, yeah, I think how it started was, I was working with a friend who is a producer, and it was great, you know, collaborating with other people's great. But I was at a stage where there was a sound that I had in my head that wasn't coming through with someone else. So I think that's when I was just pushed to learn for myself so that firstly I could communicate what I want in the future if I do work with other people and also create that sound for myself. So yeah, like you said, being self-taught there's it's really hard, it's hard to keep motivated and everything. So I think um one of the first challenges is I think having confidence and faith in myself to actually create something that I think is worth other people hearing. Um especially being a girl, I think it's kind of a bit nuanced to for like women to be producers as well so I think it's having that confidence when I'm around other people to say oh like, yeah I do produce I think for a while I was like oh I'm a learner <laughs> I can never really fully say I'm a producer but I think yeah um gradually I was able to get that confidence and be able to say oh I am a producer and I can make a sound that other people like and I think obviously getting feedback and seeing people's responses to my music, it's, yeah, definitely helped a lot to be like, I yeah. can do this.
2: <laughs> yeah, we definitely, and and even in the past in our show, we've uh, spoke about like the lack of uh, women, um, especially even getting into like the uh, weeds of like women of color and black women um, in the production space, mm-hmm. the number can be so few. And so, yeah, you got to big yourself up. Like you, you're you one of few, like you, yeah. you and you got to continue to big yourself up in that space. So that's really great.
1: Hmm. So We read your, that bio of yours, very impressive bio, and we listened to your music. And I was actually listening to, I had to take my car to the shop this morning. I was listening to Pillar of Salt on the way home. And what stood out to me was like how many layers were in the song. And it was really, and your music is described as, you know, delicate, powerful, angelic. And honestly, it kind of took me to a place that I really hadn't been before. So, and it's a really rare combination of qualities that really resonates with the listeners. So we're curious to know like how, do you manage to bring all of those elements together in your music?
3: Yeah. Um, I think it's come from all of my different influences. I think they can be, um, seen as quite different. I've got like Beyonce who's like the powerhouse and like the fierce diva. And I want to bring that into my music, but then also Florence Welch from Florence and Machine is very much that kind of magical ethereal kind of vibe. So I think that probably was one of the challenges I had was how could I, make something both powerful but then also yeah like nice to listen to and sweet and yeah like you said vocal harmonies vocal layering is just something I love probably because of my
1: kind of Mm. growth in choir
3: growing up I was like oh yes I need that vibe (laughs) in music just the power of multiple voices I think is what I really like um but yeah I think having multiple voices um kind of saying one thing is enough to kind of give that power um, behind the lyrics, but then also, I guess how I sing it as well is the other side of okay. I'll have some very sweet, sweet harmonies in the back that maybe draw you in, and then yeah, it's a combination of both. I think sometimes I don't even understand myself. <laughs> sure, it's sure. <laughs> So, but I guess yeah, to, it makes sense in my head. I'm like okay, yeah, this
1: is what Okay, so Florence Welch, she is, um, every time I've heard her music has been like in a television show. And her music is like really, really supplement, like it really supplements the story that's going on and really adds another layer to it. So I'm interested in knowing how do you approach mm-hmm. songwriting in that respect?
3: Um, I think my approach to songwriting um, is always music first I will say um, kind of finding chords on a piano or an instrument that moves me and I think that's where words kind of follow after when I hear a sound that yeah really speaks to me or brings forth a certain emotion Um I think after I kind of played around with vocal layering and harmonies I find a lot that even when i'm writing songs i'm kind of adding all of those elements as i go i think before any instrument my voice is my first instrument so that's what i use to kind of build the emotion that i'm trying to portray Mm. and yeah on the other side as well the lyrics that follow do come from the emotion and i try to put as much emotion as i can into what i write and to just really not shy away from the drama of feelings and those things so I think yeah okay that's what I'm thinking about what's the
1: most exciting part of songwriting for you
3: um I think it's what comes out at the end um sometimes I feel when I approach a song I'm not really exactly sure of what I want to say or maybe what I'm feeling but I think by the end of a song sometimes I'm surprised at my myself and like oh is this what i'm feeling right now or, <laughs> it's like it's almost like a weird therapy of like kind of unpacking emotions it's like oh did you do i really think that and then it gets me thinking of oh this is what i'm going through inside that i might not have been able to intellectually understand but once i've written it out in a song it's like oh so this is you know <laughs> this is what my heart's saying that i might not realize so i think that's what's really great okay sometimes it's a bit scary but it's yeah as well <laughs>
0: I can only imagine how scary it is. And I do want to take a pivot really quickly. You said that you're in London because that's where the hip hop scene or the R&B scene is right now. Um, Talk about that a little bit. How has that changed over time? Have you have seen um, from growing up to now?
3: Yeah, definitely. R&B has definitely grown recently. It's been such a big change and it's such a topic in the UK right now as well. How rich of an R and B scene we have, but it's not um so nurtured, I think, in the general music industry. I think people aren't putting so much attention on R and B, but there's so much great R and B. Um I think growing up the focus has always been, you know, like the UK hip hop grime. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of that genre in the UK. We it's
2: are very much accustomed is. to the grime. Um you okay. know, we we are <laughs> we good. are cultured in the in in the drill music.
3: Um <laughs> We like
2: it, but we also love the the R&B over there, too. Like, we're we're big fans.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love both. I think it's both great, but I think um, because R&B, not R&B, grime is UK culture at its core, um, people tend to stick to that and say, oh, this is, you know, this is our Mm -hmm. thing. Um, But I think, obviously, people taking inspiration from American Mm -hmm. artists has allowed people in the UK to really um make their own their own RB and it's great to see how R and B as a community is growing and flourishing. We've got artists like Flo kind of coming up, which is great. Um yeah, so many other people. So yeah, it's amazing.
0: That's great. I'm glad to hear and I mean just to see it from hear it from your your mouth of how you are viewing it in uh London right now because of it. It's like somebody in in the States going to Atlanta to be a rapper or going to New York to be a fashion artist or something like those are the things. And and to see it like expand and we in the U S recognizing it, it's really cool to see that it's actually exploding over there. Um, in the, in the genre is gaining so much traction, but thinking about how you're adding to the R and B, uh, mixture, uh, uh, the Pillar of Salt uh, mm-hmm. is a song that has a strong message of empowerment and standing up for yourself or oneself. Um, was that intentional or is that something? Um, and if so, is that the message that you were hoping people take away from it?
3: Um, yeah, that was the intention, I think. Um, when I was writing the song, it was after a relationship, which you could probably guess from the lyrics, Um And I think, yeah, what the message was for me is for people to take pride in their boundaries and take pride in having their own space and, yeah, just not allowing, you know, having that sass to not allow um, negative energy or old energy come back into your life. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that that's how people have responded to it on TikTok. It was really great to see, um, yeah, how some people... Have been able to draw confidence from that but yeah that was definitely the energy i was going into it's a switch from my old music i think i was very kind of in my feelings and stuff but i was like no this one's gonna have the sass and confidence so
0: yeah yeah you can feel it and it's and it and it like floats a little bit and it's like airy in a way that some songs that can literally be talking about the same thing um don't doesn't do i mean you have managed to make it like a lot more delicate and powerful than, as you have talked about um, in your bio, Soulful. Um, but going on, let's talk about your decision to uh, release a four-part single series. Why, why in that way?
3: Um, I think mainly because uh, I was at the start of my career, so I wanted to do a slow rollout. But then also when I had these songs, um, I thought of it as a story, a story of a section of my life. So I like the idea of kind of releasing different parts. It's like different chapters to the story and making it a longer process, I thought would allow people to I guess take time to digest each part yeah. and yeah, follow me along in this this story and then also my story of my journey, starting music as well.
0: Nice. And um, we're gonna ask you your favorite number here soon, but like is is this building up to something? Or do you have a favorite number that like four isn't good enough, but maybe eight is and then the ninth ones? Uh, like, what is that about? <laughs>
3: oh, um, I don't have a favorite number. I think just the parts is just how it happened to unfold when I was writing. Um, okay, I think if I did have a favorite number, it'd be three. Okay. And originally, All right. it was going to be three. It was going to be a three-part series. Okay.
0: See, one, I knew it was yeah. something the there. The first one I wasn't going
3: to release because um, <laughs> there, yeah. there's more to the story. Yeah. Um, the first <laughs> one I wasn't going to release because I thought my kind of sassy confidence might be taken as maybe bitter.
2: So mm. I was like, oh, I don't mm.
3: know. Is that the message? I don't know if what I want, yeah, what I wanted to come across would come across. But then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to put it out there and how people receive it is how people receive it. And it turned out to be really great. So I'm glad. <laughs> glad the voice in my head said, no, don't put it away, release it. <laughs> um, in terms of sounds that I'm leaning towards, I think um, I'm very interested in alternative styles of R&B. So R&B that mixes with other genres, um, maybe like Afrobeats, or how SZA was able to mix with pop or indie music. I really like those kind of styles. Um, so that's what I'm trying to work on now. How do I mix R&B with all the other things I love about music? Because I never want to be confined to one space. I do like to mix up with other things.
2: Yeah, I've heard that from like um, Manny Wells. Um, I want to say he's a Nigerian uh, singer. He mixes a lot of Afrobeats and R&B, um, which I'm a really big fan of. Um trying to think of some others that I've heard. I was gonna ask you next, uh, because you're in London in that sound and was gonna ask, like, who are you really loving? Like, I know a lot of people always say, Well, I'm listening to a lot of my home music, and understand that, but I know that you probably like (laughs) because you are in a you're in a space where you're amongst your peers you know what i'm saying and so like mm-hmm. you're sharing i'm pretty sure you're sharing creatively with your friends that are also musicians but also listening and like yeah. saying like where did she get that from or like oh like he ate that yeah. last night at, at the show like i didn't know he had that like so i was wondering like who like yeah. who do you see like in the scene um that are like I-, I really like this person i can't wait to see what they do next
3: yeah um obviously there are some people who are you know killing it like internationally right now so flow the girl group I was,
2: was just, obviously gonna bring him up they're, they're huge good. did you see that coming yeah. like
3: yeah.
2: like because i was like where did they come from Ooh, it, it feels feel- like they made them in a lab like <laughs> almost like the powerpuff girls and like they just kind of showed up and i was like oh shit they're here <laughs>
3: yeah it was like that. I feel it seemed like such a quick rise. Um, I remember seeing them on TikTok when they were kind of doing their covers, you know, and their um, just little things here and there, and kind of seeing their content. Be like, oh, you know, they're cool. And I think you know when you see people doing their thing, you might not realize how much they're growing until they have yeah. a big moment. So I think it was one of those situations where I was like, oh, wow, the first single has really popped off. And yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, In terms of other artists around me, um, I think there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things. Saber Kenway is someone I know who's, um, yeah, in London, her style of R&B is very nostalgic. So it kind of reminds you of the 90s early 2000s i love that um who else there's a lot of people um james vickery is also really cool uh his voice it's amazing <laughs> and yeah there's a, a lot of people i can name I might not name drop everyone because i'll probably go on a really long list but yeah um a lot of people doing lots of different styles lots of different directions nah but so it's great. No, the
2: reason I'm asking is is one, I like to pick the brains of our of the artists, especially the independent artists that we bring in because I'm always looking for stuff to add yeah. to the playlist. Like so I'm over here like he yeah. I'm 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 like, okay, let me see who you say. Let me take that in real quick. Yeah. So you know, I, no. I always say never be too shy about giving these names because if you hold in heat, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, I don't gate like I'm I'm really I don't know if you if if you've heard this and you probably I don't know how you feel about this with being an independent artist, but um, I'm not a gatekeeper of dope music. I feel like if Laura Dia got heat, I'm supposed to shit that with people. I'm supposed to let the world know like, yo, you need yeah. to be listening to this. Like, I don't want to hold it close because like I get it if they're if they're like a small artist. And like you have like you've been to a couple of shows that only a couple of people have been to and, and you knew they was going to pop. Like, I get that but also don't be hiding the good stuff like one of my friends went to school with Megan the Stallion and didn't tell me about Megan the Stallion like for real she went to TSU with uh with Megan and I was like you was in e- economics with Megan the Stallion yeah. <laughs> She was like yeah, bro. I was like, she was like, she was real cool. I didn't know she was rapping. No, and then she just showed up. I was like,
1: what you mean? She just showed up. That's how it <laughs> is. That's how it is.
3: It's true. It kind of happens like that. Some people probably don't even realize that people next to them have you know what they've got. But yeah, I think.
2: Uh, well, true. Absolutely. You have no idea. I wonder how many people are like sitting around you and like not knowing like, oh, man, this girl's a really dope producer. <laughs> <laughs> but um we're actually gonna shift gears because it's uh it's time for our favorite game Um uh, 45 seconds on the clock so just imagine that you are Kobe Bryant LeBron James um okay. who's a famous <laughs> European player uh uh Victor Wimbenjana that guy out of the the, the French guy that's this like seven foot two just imagine that you're him you got 45 seconds on the clock okay Uh, Jay is going to read off some questions
1: You got the clock I'm I'm going to
2: do the clock because you're always really good with the questions
1: Okay, now it's Uh a fun game, Laura And there is a competition I think the highest number Is 10 We got in 10 So if you can beat 10, you can beat 10 (laughs) We don't have a Unfortunately, we don't have a prize for you All right, I'm starting the clock Now
2: What do you usually daydream about? Oh. All right, Uh, what's your favorite instrument to play or use? Piano. Uh, How do you describe your personal style?
3: Uh, Ooh. ooh. (laughs) Extra. Sometimes. What's
2: your favorite color? Purple. Pick a number between uh, 1 to 10. Do you prefer writing lyrics or composing music?
3: Ooh, lyrics.
2: Um, what's your favorite song so far this year?
3: Oh, in general.
2: In yeah, in general.
3: It's time. Give us the answer. Okay. Well, this is so tough. <laughs> um, favorite song so far this year. I'm going to say. Oh, Beyonce. Cuff it. I like a lot of songs but let's go
1: with that
2: Mm -hmm. that came off end of the year beginning of this year so that counts that counts that's a good one you came in with seven seven's a really good number that is not bad you're really good you've done better than others um shout out to you um so before we get out of here um of course tell the listeners um where they can you know find you do all the cool things um for our UK listeners, yeah. um, that are because we do have some UK listeners, mm-hmm. they may want to check you out in some shows. Cool. Um, so yeah. make sure you can tell them uh, social media website where people can get into l- you, Laura.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Odia Laura. That's O H D I A L A U R A on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, most social medias, and everything else is Laura Dia. My website is lauradia.com. And, yeah, I'm on all streaming platforms under Laura Dia as well. L-A-U-R-A-D-I-A. And, yeah.
2: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming by. Y'all make sure y'all check out Pillar Salt. Really, really dope song. I'm going to be on the next playlist um, that you'll be hearing very soon. Um, for our UK listeners, we hope uh, that y'all, you know, enjoy this. Our first international guest. Um, which is really cool. Uh, so uh, y'all say
1: bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. 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 See y'all later. See y'all later.